There is none like our God. There is none to be compared with him. Precious Father, we give you praise and adore you. We worship you. We say you are Lord. The Lord of our lives. Lord of every situation that affects us, our lives. And because you are Lord, everything bows to you and bow to us. And we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big shout of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like us to read this as we stand. Second Peter chapter 1. We'll read from verse 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Can we read that together? Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained the precious faith, like what? With us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us or who called us by glory. Yes, go ahead. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. I'd like you to repeat that verse. Can you take it again? For if these things are yours and are bound, not that they are yours, but they are bound. It means you are able to nurture them and let them grow and multiply and have influence over your life. He says you will, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Please sit down. We'll look at a few things from what we read. Thank you.
So you can go back to verse 1, verse 2. They are not very particularly important to me now. Now, look at how Peter describes himself. A bond servant and an apostle. To whom those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Simon Peter, a bond servant. He was a servant by choice. By what? A bond servant. He placed himself under bond to serve this God unto the optimum. Nobody put a bond on him. He did that one himself. And that is mentioned before his office as an apostle. Unfortunately, in our present generation, we call the office before our attitude towards God. There are things God tells you and you cannot talk about. Not because you lack the vocabulary, but because you are under bond. Someone puts you on, on the edge, you get offended, you are very angry, you have hands strong enough to slap that person. And because the person is wrong, he is expecting a slap. So ordinarily, the slap will not become any serious matter. But there is a force at work in you that won't permit you to do it. And that in our frustration, sometimes we say, if you don't stop what you are doing, you will see the other side of me. It is not the other side. It is just that you want to take the law into your own hands. This is not the law of the nation, but the law of God. If you make that expression that you will see the other side of me as a believer, if I should be around and I hear that, I'll be very careful with you. But I'll be very careful to even call you a Christian. Because you have the other side. And we say these things, you know, without any... We are not careful. We are not careful about some of the things that we say. In our anger, we can't say anything. But when you sit down and you soberly consider the things that you say, you begin to discover that the one who is in charge of your life is you and not him. That, that you have every legal right to punish somebody. 
and the person also knows that it will be right but you go beyond what appears to be your right to do that what the Lord wants you to do in spite of who is offended a bond servant of the Lord does not bring himself so low to the level of all men but he places himself above convenience to serve this God and be available to him at all times in spite of the situation on ground. Several years ago in the city of um, Kaduna, we met a young man who called himself a bond servant. And he, actually, I, I felt that, and I later it, it showed that he has a mental challenge. He called himself a bond servant, and, and it was a physical manifestation of what he believed to be bond servant. So he had a uniform that he wore in the church. He had a uniform that he wore. One looking at that young man, handsome young man, noble looking, but something was wrong. Something was wrong. Something that was more spiritual than mental was wrong. He had gotten a concept, but he got it wrong. So he could afflict pain on himself. A bond servant of God. That's what we're talking about here. We are talking about a person who is sound, sane, committed to God because of what he is to him. What God is to that person. You are committed to him. That person doesn't look over his shoulders to see who is watching him. But he does the things that God wants him to do with all joy. Even when he goes through affliction for the sake of the kingdom, it is with joy. So an apostle who was a bond servant before he became an apostle is one that will go to places. Sometimes we who are workers in the kingdom, when I say workers, ordained, we forget that we're Christians before we became whatever we became. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes. And that thing can, can, it can affect anybody if you lose your guard. If you lose your guard, you will be found at the wrong side. Sometimes we forget. There was a time in my ministry life I didn't want to ordain people like deacons, deaconesses, elders. And because I had seen over the years that the moment some people were ordained, their hands that were lifted before unto the Lord would not enter their pockets. It is not let us carry again. You carry that one. No, no, no. I said this one. Add that one to it. You have the strength to carry it. And move fast. The one who was serving with all diligence now becomes an instructor. Not instructor to have somebody to grow, but he gives orders. He issues orders. He do it and do that. Now we have forgotten where we're coming from. So Paul was stating, sorry, Peter was giving us an, an 
an idea and something that we've got to sit down and eat of it think about and then he went into the issue of virtues character and that's what i want us to just look at one of them i was singled out if i if my time would permit me so let's go on go ahead Oh, I think that one, everybody likes it. Grace and peace. Be multiplying unto you. The abundance of it. Everybody wants that one, true or false. But you see, we have this grace, we have this peace in Christ. It's only when we step out of the vehicle. Now we are under a tent. We are covered up there. It's drizzling now. But you don't feel it. Except for the cool breeze that comes around but if you decide to step out of this place you have to encounter whatever is outside there i have said that i will find time to teach on that thing that is in romans one day so i will stop accusing god and make sure we remain on course but that's for another day now now grace and peace by right by right because grace brought us to that right we have grace working for us working in us putting us to points of glory at all times making us do the things that we find difficult to do ordinarily and then we have the peace of god that is inside us the peace that passes our understanding now if if you if you can practice this consciousness of grace and peace about your life there are many many things that will not break you down many 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 things they won't break you down you should learn your own way of walking out of heat when there's heat around you you should find a way to walk out you walk out not physically but you walk out because you are engaged by something else the peace of God is always at work in our lives, no matter what we go through. And one who is conscious of this peace is the one that will go very far. He is not one that gives into pressure, and he's not the one that gives into emotions. He's a person who is committed to a cause. You know, this morning I was I was I was getting ready to come over and then um my moment of meditation a little bit and then something flashed and it's it's a very interesting thing but i, I didn't want to mention that one because i can't teach on it so that nobody will go home with some hazy idea now there's a scripture in isaiah i will quote that one later isaiah 52 so you shall not go out in haste neither shall you go by flight so the lord shall go before you and he will also be your defense, your rear guard. And I said, um, so what is the true speed for a believer? What is true speed? And what brings about that speed? And what came to me was vision. It was what? Vision. <laughs> and that took the issue of speed from the physical realm 
to a different realm altogether. If there is a vision that you have gotten and you are committed to that vision, naturally, there is no impediment that will stop you from moving forward. I've given you a story before. A senior in secondary school who went to the dining hall to pick his food. It was a Sunday. And then we used to wear white. So he had his white trousers and shirt on. <laughs> his name was Kingston Murphy. That was the name people knew him. With. Well, he had his own official name, but that was the name that everybody knew him with. And he went to the dining room. It had rained. So when he was coming back, anytime I tell the story, I see the picture. And several years ago, several years ago, several years ago, somewhere in 1969, several years ago, then he slipped. When he slipped, he held his food like this. He held the bowl that carried his food and fell backwards, suspending. So people ask him why you should have dropped this and then you should, you should have balanced yourself and save yourself. He said, No. What took me to the dining hall was this food. And this food must surely go to the dormitory with me. This one can be washed. But if this food had poured, it would be difficult to bring it back. And that means I'll be hungry for the day. As I'm talking, I'm seeing him explaining. And I'm seeing people laughing. Everyone was laughing. But later on in my life, when I began to encounter God in his word, I remember that fellow's story. And I've told it over and over and over again. That if purpose gives you vision, and the vision is what is driving you there is no pain that would truncate your movement. That is the speed you have. Where are you going? Do you know where you are going? And there been a seat when he saw. And then our person will say, Eka. Obotaye and saying. And he said, Say, Uunim Botayen Tiao, baby. Na, and he said, I didn't be your home. Now would dear chair wishing to cry see our beco and the one can crawl any one term crawl a year that is what is moving you so I say if I want to dwell on this thing it will be something else but then the issue is this if we miss out of this peace, grace, the glory of God. What will be responsible for that one? We have lost vision. We have what? There is a book I had when I was in one movement several years ago. It said, man, know thyself. So the question is, who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? And where are you going? What are the things that are guiding your movement, your existence? What are the things? 
What is your persuasion? What is moving you? Those were issues that Peter was in a way trying to raise to help us to hit our goal. Now go to the next verse. As his divine power has given to us all things, how many things? All things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, the knowledge of the one who called us. So, so there is an issue there. He has given us all things that pertain to life and, and, and what and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. So your, your inability to enter into realms of knowledge of this great giver robs you of what you are looking for. So where are you going? What is your target? Where is the source of the thing that you are looking for? What insight do you have concerning this person and what he carries for you? It's one of those elements that made us to look at this four months trying to understand who Jesus is and what he came for, what he stood for and trying to learn from him how to walk this way because he was there before he came and he knows how we should walk it. Our knowledge of him will help us in our walk. That is the reason why we are talking today. But check yourself. How many years have you been born again? How many messages and teachings have you heard? Now do self-examination. How many of the elements that you have heard is at work in your life? About a month or so ago, I told about one, something that one of my elders said in, in the, the city of Lokoja in Nigeria. He said he was afraid. I asked him, why were you afraid? He said, no. We know too much. And we do little what we know. He told me, Sister, don't, don't preach again. Don't preach. Let us go back to the things that we have heard before. And you remember I said that the Lord said something about that one. He said, We are grain gatherers. We gather grain. We don't sow. The knowledge that you have of this great giver of grace and peace. Is what will make you understand the operational dimensions of grace and peace. That will make you understand the things that he has given you. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. They come to us through knowledge. So the strength of man is not there. You want to gain speed in your accomplishment in life? Knowledge. knowledge but there's a way knowledge can kill a person <laughs> I see what Peter is saying here as one very balanced advice to us as believers irrespective of where we belong let's see he has called us by what glory and virtue yes by which he has given to us exceeding great and precious promises it is found in the knowledge what God has provided exceeding great and precious promises 
that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature. Everything that the word of God talks about is intended for you and I to enjoy the divine nature of God. It's not enough for us to say that we were created in the image of God. It is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for the men to say we were the ones who were created in the image and the woman was put inside us. Therefore, we are school prefects and they are the, they are the whatever. And this we carry it everywhere because we don't have knowledge about who we are. It's very easy for a man to pick, when I say man, I'm talking generally, to pick an aspect of scriptures that are convenient for him and leave the others that place burden on him. Very, very easy. And so I say most times with, with, with jokingly, but I mean it, most of the men, if you can check micro, microscopically their Bibles, you will see man, uh, husband love your wife. There's a film on it. A film. I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about a film. <laughs> you know, something that hides the thing a little. They have plastered it. So they don't see that one. The one they see is wives, submit. Submit to your own husband. And they know the other one. In all things. In what? Because it suits them. And then when the wife wants to be mischievous, she wants to say, God said, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So you are loving me unto death. Oh, yeah, sure. She also place a demand on you. And forget about submission. But this God would want us to go in for knowledge with the simplicity of heart. Because there are things that will knock you down when you get up. Open your eyes and read again. I've told you I was knocked down twice. There's no peace for the wicked. One day, one day, I opened the Bible, it went there. It fell on one place like that. I closed it. That's what's happening here. I opened it. It went the second place. Was it magical? No. This one, even if you are deaf, God is talking to you. No peace for who? The wicked. So, so you check yourself. Now, we are partakers of the nature of God through the practice of the things that had been said about our lives. I'm looking out for just one thing. One word of scripture that you give attention to and sit on and meditate on until the spirit of that word enters into you. It's all you need to bring about a change in your life. Because it will begin to move from one point of scripture to the other. And take you on a journey and change your attitude and your, the setting of your mind. Just one. Just one. One day I quoted a, a scripture, not a scripture, uh, an author. He says, when you are at the crossroad and you don't know what to do, he said, do nothing. Just carry God's word and read. And the man said, when you read a passage, you will surely get an answer to your challenge. It may not be there black and white, 
but a motivation will come your way. Something unique will spring forth. So when you are confused, read your scriptures. When you've been beaten, read the scriptures. When hunger is biting you so heavily and yet there's no food in sight, read the scriptures. How can I read when I'm hungry? It's better done that way than when you are full. Because when you are full, you go on a journey. You are relaxed. Your body takes over. You want to read. You, you travel to this one. You, went, you go to this one. Then you go to that one. But when you are hungry, you are looking for solution. You will press on. I'm not saying go and not eat. All. That's what I'm saying. I'm only telling you something. How the word of God can spring forth solution to you. No matter what you read. Don't you know? That every prosperity preacher, financial prosperity preacher, it doesn't matter the verse of scripture you give to him, he will end up there. For every evangelist, no matter what you give to him, and God made man his image, it's enough. Or in the beginning, there was a word, it's enough for that man to enter into utter call. No matter what you give to that person, so the scriptures as they are, is, they are spiritual. The elements there are spiritual and they can be tuned to provide solutions at all times. So who are you? Are you really what you are supposed to be? Let that vision, the quest to know who you are, press you into deeper insight, deeper search for knowledge. The passage. <laughs> There's something I want to tell you, but I'm being tempted to say it today. I'm, I won't say it today. It will, it's, a, it's some good news. It will come later. It will come later. When I'm very convinced that I should say it, I'll talk about it. But if your life is precious to you, you will always want to move one face after the other. And you will not be in haste going somewhere. Because it's not your speed. It is the vision that will drive you to where you are going. Anytime you want to run faster than your shadow, you have a huge problem. You may collapse on the way. Israel woke up one day and they told God, we want to be like other nations, so give us king. Give us what? You are not other nations. You only want to be like other nations. Give us king. God talked and talked and talked. They didn't hear. They didn't listen to him. We want a king. That should let you know that you are a peculiar person. Your life must not be patterned after any other person's life. You are not a photocopy. And you are not a duplicate. Others may inspire you. They are not your standard. You follow them, you will gas out. You will do what? Just gas out. Because you don't know what they carry. You don't know the order that has been spoken concerning their lives. 
they are going per the other spoken. With all glory to God, long before I got to know him, he had given me a little grace. I don't read too much like others do. Granted more time to play. I didn't have time to read too much. And God knew that one. So, as I put eye like this, <laughs> I put eye. I finished. Then I will go around and be collecting. Those who are busy with it, I'll collect your book and throw it away. And they'll be chasing me. Yeah, you see. Everybody is properly made by God in a peculiar dimension. In what? So you don't look at somebody and want to be like that person. No. The person has succeeded. Yes, I want to succeed. Good. The person is making impact. I want to make impact. But not necessarily the way the person is making the impact. Why? Because you are not that person. Let somebody's hard work inspire you to hard work. Let somebody's diligence in his studies inspire you to diligence. I was sharing something with somebody a few weeks ago and I told the person there was a fellow in a class at the university, a, a mate were all mates were not reading the same courses i think there was only one we were reading together the man just, just didn't like me i can't be serious the way others are serious uh, it's not like that with me but if i have 10 minutes i make maximum use of the 10 minutes and my roommate kept on telling them don't look at this boy the way you see him if you get to know him the way I know him, you will close your mouth. But I could just sit in that lotus position like this for a whole night and be reading. Go stay in the library, organize myself and come back. So when the day, the day dawns, it is time to play. Go about my business. And that fellow got two referred papers. And he went to check mine. He was wondering why I should not have a referred paper. According to him, I was not staying on the campus. <laughs> I didn't have money. So at the end of the day, I would join workers' bus and get to Mampumi where my, my brother was to go and eat. And come early in the morning. I was not sleeping there. There was a regulation at the school, at the university, the number of times percentage residents. If you say you are a residential person, that you should sleep there. And that fellow wanted to expose me. Something was driving me. What was driving me was different from his own. I wanted to end poverty and frustration. So I knew why I was in school. I knew how I got to school in any case. I knew how God helped me all the way from secondary school to university. So I wouldn't go there to go and play. 
But our approaches were different. He wanted me to behave like him. I, we don't do things like that. So while you go for knowledge, your operational dimensions will be dictated by the Holy Ghost, who is your teacher and your guide. He will lead you and show you the way that you should go. Don't change course because somebody took left. Don't. If you are proper inside of your vision, somebody standing aside will not make you stand aside. Our vision in those days, during um, hall, game hall, athletics, some of us will be fielded for long distance, but we're actually for short distance. We had a vision. The vision was that I have very good people. The two guys who will do the long, long distance will be in place. And some of us only went there to gather speed from the beginning. And if they joined us with the speed, they will get tired and our people will get full and I'll finish. That was the program. And I was one of those people. Move and then we start. We ran as if we were doing 100 meters. There was no vision for the goal. There was a vision for these two people to have advantage and finish it. It was a mischievous thing, but that's what we did. But within the law. Within what? And the law now. Bring five people. Five people. Only two are genuine. The other ones are not for long distance. They came to distract people. So there are people that you meet in life who may distract you and you get distracted if you don't know where you are going. How can you follow someone who is running with that kind of speed? When you are going for 1,500 meters or whatever they call it. And then so, somebody starts as if he is doing 50 meter dash. And you are following him. You don't have a vision. You have a vision of a proper wife. You will not carry your husband's issues out. And be discussing with your friends. In the name of equality and liberty. You won't carry your wife. What happens in your bedroom? You sit down with your friends, drinking, and you are talking about it. A, a madman is better than you. By all standards. By all standards. Knowledge is intended to make us achieve our goals. The knowledge must be programmed according to the order God gave to you. He made a command. When you read Job, you discover that one. He made a command to the eagle. So the eagle operates at that command. It's a command. You are eagle. This is the nature and the mode of your flight. So when others are warming up, it just mounts up. Boom. Boom, boom. And then it's gone. When chicken is trying to gather speed, the eagle has gone very far away. That is the order of God for that animal. What has God said concerning your life? That he wants you to enjoy. What he has said about your life is part of his nature that he wants you to enjoy. What God has said concerning you. So who am I? What is God saying about my life? What has he said? Uh, do you know what he has said? Do you know it? 
Friends, the day you stop learning, that's the day you begin to rot. That's where you can give up on life. But when you keep on having fellowship with God in his word, you, are, you become fresher and fresher every day. You every day discover how weak you have been. You discover how much you have lost. You discover that you have now missed road completely. And there's a need for you to make a U-turn. And a man who is a bond servant will not argue about that one. He makes a U-turn. Why? Trusting in the Lord. That the wasted years shall be brought to use. The what? The wasted years. We have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But what? Go ahead. But also for this same reason, for this very reason, giving all diligence, all what? Serious commitment. Serious what? Commitment to your goal, to your vision, your pursuits in life, to your marriage, your business. Giving all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. Can we have the amplified version of that one? I want us to try to understand what virtue is. For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue. What is virtue? Excellence, resolution, Christian energy. It is not anyhow. Virtue. Develop virtue. And in exercising virtue, develop knowledge. That is intelligence. In whatever you are doing. So it's not enough to acquire knowledge. You develop knowledge. Make knowledge relevant. Let knowledge bring some brightness upon your life. Otherwise, there's no difference with all respect, don't be offended, between us and the parrot. You know parrot? When you, the parrot stays with the person and the person says a particular thing a number of times, the parrot will repeat the same thing. If you say coffee, 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 you will hear the power. The parrot will just be parroting whatever it hears. So over, over, over some period of time, you discover the vocabulary of the, of the parrot also increases. But ask him if he understands what he's saying. So knowledge is not just the issue of you have acquired some additions, some interplay of words like that. No. Develop it. Let it become intelligence that will add color to your life. Let's go on. With the same amplified. Add to knowledge self-control. In exercising knowledge, develop self-control. Self-control. And exercising self-control develops steadfastness. 
steadfastness. That is the one thing that I want to emphasize. Patience. Endurance. Steadfastness. You can't achieve your goal if you are not steadfast. You have all the grace, all the anointing, you have everything, but you are not steadfast. You are not patiently pursuing what is ahead of you. Why must you talk about endurance, talk about patience? It's because there are challenges on the way. There are what? Challenges on the way. Now, I was driving on the... Um, there's this connection from Pokuasi to Aoshi. You know. One, one day I was just, and I look at one lane, there was no vehicle there. I drove for a, for a while and then I stopped. You know why? It was strange that there was no vehicle and there were vehicles on the other lanes. What that means? There's something wrong. There was nothing wrong. It's just that at that time there were no vehicles who were pursuing, I'm implying that route. Now, my, my life was because of uncertainty. Because of what? Uncertainty. I was wishing to see others driving and that would convince me, give me the confidence that that's the right route. And at that moment, there was nobody moving that way. I had to stop to ask. Am I on the right? I said, let me go straight. <laughs> Even yesterday, I had that challenge. So go straight. Continue. I was surprised. A friend of mine is going to be with the Lord about two years ago. We're driving somewhere. We're driving from somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria. And just like those of you who have driven in the north here, you may see. It may not be as over there. That's the road going there straight. You see the road going straight and then gets lost in the horizon. Straight. And you will drive for hours and you won't meet a town. You will see this full of new hearts here and there. The, the first time we went that way, so I asked him, Ben, are you sure that we are going to where you say we are going to? He said, yes. He said, well, where are the towns? Said, that's what, those are the towns you are looking at. <laughs> those are the towns. They are full of new settlements. If it had been me alone, I would have turned. Why? Uncertainty. I'm not too sure. There will be moments of uncertainties. There will be challenges coming your way. There will be conscious efforts for, of frustrating you. But be steady. Don't be moved. And be patient. And keep on going forward. Self-control. The food is your portion. That's what you are. It's your food. And you know that this food can take send you to sleep. You know that it's too much for you. It's my own. I'll eat it. Self-control. Self-control. 
in one party in a school they were serving food and there was a young gentleman who was i had just gone to that school in 1980 and they brought yam to me i said no i will not take he tapped me he said uh, why i said i i don't know i don't like it he said you should have given it to me That's all the end of the story. That's the beginning. And then they, they, they called them. They said, Give me his portion. And they gave it to him. He put it under the table. And they, they sit well, well. He put it there. And then they served, it came around again looking for those who may want to have uh, Oliver. Oliver Twist. And then he collected food again and put it there. They brought beer. He took it and put it there. I asked him, Why are you keeping it? He said, They will finish. Did you hear that one? Is it that will finish? It, it, will, it will finish now, so I have to store something here. Lack of self-control. Nobody commits fornication by accident. That, that you, you just find yourself fornicating. It's a lie. It's lack of self-control. self-control I have the liberty to do it but I will not do it without self-control you cannot pursue patiently to where you are going there will be, always be a detour just go around like this patience patience Patience. Just give me Psalm 40. We'll read that one. Now close. I came to talk to you about the right attitude for speed. For what? Speed. It's your vision. The knowledge thereof. And the knowledge of the one who has brought you that realm for you to enjoy, be a partaker of his nature. The bounties that flow from him. You have faith. But add something to that faith. You acquire knowledge. Add something to that knowledge. And one major thing is this issue about self-control ability to checkmate yourself. You are very, very eloquent. It doesn't mean that you should be talking everywhere. Just talk anyhow, anywhere. Just talk. In the multitude of words, there's bound to be an error. I wouldn't want to use the word sin. Bound to be some error. Some exaggerations that you cannot defend later. You'll be pushed into rehearsing that which you said. And so you keep on rehearsing what the lie that you spoke to the point where it becomes truth to you. So when you are talking it, you know you are speaking the truth. Talking. Self-control. 
steadfastness, godliness. Are you there? Bring it for us now. I waited how patiently and expectantly for the Lord. And he inclined his ear to me. He heard my cry. Go ahead. He drew me up out of the horrible pit, a pit of tumult, of destruction, out of the miry, the miry clay, froth, slime, something that will make you sink. And he set my feet upon a rock, steadying my steps and establishing my goings. And then he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and fear, revere and worship and put their trust and confident reliance in the Lord. I waited patiently. You shall not go out in haste nor by flight. The Lord shall go before you. So wait patiently for him. It doesn't mean that you are docile. No. It doesn't mean that you are lazy. No. You know where you want to go. But the order comes from him. The direction comes from him. The strength comes from him. The encouragement, the motivation, they all come from him. So wait patiently for him and then you will be able to get to where you are going with color. With what? Color. Waited patiently. There's that song they sing Machen Erade Enim. It's one song I love so much. I love that song so much. Machen Erade Enim. I waited patiently. It's very important for us to be very patient in life. They say something, the patient what? Is a patient dog? Who eat what? The fattest bone. Patient. Patient. Patience is something you need as a virtue to help you gain speed. In my little way, you will never see me bend to write exam. That, uh, they, as long as they bring it, they start work, then I'm writing. It's a lie. You will never see me like that. He said that we were writing one external exam and then my colleagues, they tell it, what's happening? I said, okay. What are you going to write? If you have not understood the question and you've not been able to compose yourself to deliver, what are you writing? You want to start answering a question that you will cancel later? What is the sense? I'm very patient. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in haste at all. When it comes to exams... I, I'm not in haste. Take my time to. I'll be putting some points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
When I say I'm writing, I'm writing. So right hand is writing, left hand is or paper, please. Paper, please. Not that uh, you write more than you look at it. You're not patient. Patience. You were served with food in your house. You came back from work tired. Your wife gave you food. Your first taste announced pepper. Uh, what do you call it? Salt. What is this? What is this? It's not food. What, 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 what is this? N- nonsense. You, you now graduate to the point of insulting his, uh, the father, the mother of the... Oh, I'm going to do your own. Oh, I'm going to You understand what I said? You are dispersing salt as if uh, you, you, you live inside the sea, the ocean. You say all manner of things. Only to come to discover that one of your own children, the soup was there. Your own child pushed salt and the salt poured into this thing. A little patience. You know the way we talk about salt in the house. We don't say in fact, this is by Jane Omotona and Yefano. I'm only in China, Google. So, only in China. Out of the Wunjin Altriano, in China, I sprinter. Glory to God. A little patience. Ah, dear. Where do you be that? A little patience. Hmm. Come now. Kabra, <laughs> Healthy patience in your driving where you are going is very, very far. Healthy patience. Healthy patience. You know, sometimes when I, I, I go back to my youthful days, you overtake me, I will overtake you. My wife said, let him go. I said, no, 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 no. No, I overtake this way. That, that small boy's attitude, the small boy in me will spring forward. You see, you can't beat me. <laughs> if God does not help you and something happens, how will you tell your story? A little patience. A little patience. The insult was heavy on you. A little patience. Breathe in some air. Take a deep breath. And relax. Because at the time of anger, the outburst may produce damage you cannot repair. A little patience. Your worker has misfired. 
a little patience to know exactly what happened. You are fired. And you have a rascal as your staff. Is that me saying I fired you long ago? I fi- in fact, it was yesterday I fired you. I don't even know why you came here today. I f- don't fire you since. A little patience. Does it make you a fool? No. You are wise. A little patience. Can help you get where you are going without scratch. Without any pain. In my life, I am not in a competition with anybody. No. But you inspire me to wake up and walk faster. My Bible tells me I should not turn to the left nor to the right. But when you come before me, I can see you. It will help me to hasten up a little. Anytime you are running, you turn back. The tendency that you will fall is very high. You are doing a quick and then you turn left. Then somebody is running. They say, Wabo, 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 Wabo. Okay, for here. Won't tell you what this is. Patience. Steadfastness. It is a bit difficult, but I will overcome it. I'm going to overcome this thing. I'm going forward. This thing will break before I get there. It will do what? It will break before I get there. You are not frightened. Why? You are too certain of where you are going. That's the little advice I brought you this morning. Be patient and pursue your vision. That's where speed lies. Amen. Nobody is entitled by anyone or by anything to be the one that marks you in life. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody has a marking scheme for your life. Nobody has it. The plan is in the hand of the Lord. The masking, marking scheme is with him. He is the one that said, well done, well done, well done, well done. So if there's anyone to talk to, talk to him. And patiently be going. You may go and meet the one who overtook you and was mocking you. He has broken down the way. When you do get to him, greet him and say, brother, the Lord's on your side. You will surely get up and go. And there you go. If he had been patient, he heard a sound in the vehicle. He would, have, he would have watched everything. He didn't. In haste to go somewhere. And the place you are going to is not mobile. It's not running away. That place is waiting for you. 